Welcome to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. We want to encourage, equip, and connect those with a passion to impact the next generation for Jesus Christ. Student ministry can be a lonely place. You might even feel like you're the only one in your church or community that cares about students. Well, know this, you're not alone. People all across the country are engaging Gen Z and care deeply about the spiritual direction of these young men and women. Whether you're full-time, part-time, bivocational, or volunteer, if you have a heart for students, this is the place for you. Welcome back to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. My name is Dan Carson, and I'm thrilled that you've chosen to download and listen as we continue the conversation about student ministry. Now, in today's podcast, we're going to be talking about students and mission trips. And I have a special guest with us. I'm excited, Margaret Anderson, and I'll be introducing her in just a moment. But before we get to that, I want to thank our podcast partner, Central Baptist College of Conway. Central Baptist College is challenging, engaging, and inspiring. And it's a place that, well, if your student is trying to figure out what's next in their educational journey, have them check out cbc.edu. I sent my daughter there. She's there in her fourth year at college right now. And I'm a graduate myself. I know our co-host, Chris Vines, when he's with us. Well, guess what? He's a graduate of CBC as well. We love the place. We love the staff. And in fact, today we have an adjunct from Central Baptist College. I'm excited about that for, for CBC's sake. And Again, we've got Margaret Anderson with us today. She's working at the BMA of America Missions Office. Welcome to the podcast, Margaret. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Well, Margaret, it is really a joy to have you on the podcast. You are now serving with the, the missions office. I remember just getting an email the other day talking about our VSM trips, and we'll talk about that in just a minute. What is your role there at the missions office? Uh, my role, my official title is office manager. Uh, I do anything from um, do whatever uh, John David needs to be done, uh, send things out for him. I um, help proofread and edit ar- articles with Holly Merriweather, um, help coordinate things with our missionaries, whatever they need from the office, a um, little bit of everything. Um, I've also been helping Angela Rice with VSM stuff. There, there's a lot to do as we have mission points all around the world. And it, it's an exciting thing. I love that our staff, Dr. John David Smith, is our director of missions uh, for the Baptist Missionary Association of America. I know every time I say that, that's a mouthful, but that's who we are. Student Ministry Matters is a ministry of the Baptist Missionary Association of Arkansas. And so we are just so happy to to be connected so that we can do more together, because that's really what it's about for us to join together as churches so that we can reach out to other places. Now, I mentioned that you're at CBC. What are you teaching at Central Baptist College? I teach English classes. Um, I prefer writing-based classes over literature, so that's usually what I go for. English Fundamentals, English Comp 1, 2, things like that. I prefer writing over literature classes myself as a personal preference. (laughs) Reading something and analyzing it sometimes just gives me fits. I remember back in high school, I mentioned on a previous podcast, I was a part of American Novel as a sophomore in high school. So uh, the Sun Also Rises, Moby Dick, a few other books like that that we would read and have to analyze. And I just never could get it. I got a little bit better when I got to college. 
Henry Smiley was my professor there at Central Baptist College way back in the day. But again, I'm, I'm glad for CBC that you that you're on campus, you're impacting students on a weekly basis there. It's it's fun to know. However, you also uh, serve at Antioch Baptist Church with your husband. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, my husband Ryan is the college pastor at Antioch, and um, he runs the college ministry called Perspective. It's actually located on the campus of University of Central Arkansas. And, um, you know, we, we cater to UCA students, CBC students, Hendricks, UACCM, any surrounding colleges, um, even college age. They don't have to be in college to come. Um, and it's not just Antioch students. It's students from, from churches all over. Um, and we meet on Monday nights. We serve a meal, have a message, worship. And that's just one night of the week. Um, we spend a lot of time with kids outside of Monday night meetings. We've just started discipleship groups. So that's very exciting. That's something that we're very passionate about. Um, we're trying to get more of our students plugged into missions. And really, we just want to provide a place for students to come and grow in their walk with Christ. Well, this isn't the first time, though, that you've worked with students. I know that you and Ryan have been involved before. Tell us a little bit about that experience. Well, when we first got married, um, a couple years after, we moved to a Creative Access Nation to work with students there. We we weren't technically missionaries, but we lived missional lives. We were there as teachers um, just because you have to have some sort of platform in a country where Christianity is not welcome. And so we taught high school there. It was really cool. We had a youth ministry that met on Friday nights called Haven. And so it was very much of a, a safe place, a safe haven for high school students to come just hang out with other mostly like-minded believers. Some We had some who were not believers that we're seeking. Um, so it's just a safe place for anybody to come and learn more about God and even become exposed to God for the first time. It was, it was a very unique place. Well, that was a creative access nation and you were living the missional life there. When you moved back to the States, did you immediately move to Conway? What transpired in the middle? Before Conway, we went back to Mississippi to my hometown of Fulton and Bethel Baptist Church, where I grew up. Iran served as a youth pastor there uh, for a couple of years. Um, so that was what we did between the mission field and Conway. It was it was such a sweet time. It was great to be back with family, the church family that I had been with for the first 18 years of my life. Um, and so getting to minister to the children of people that I knew these kids when they were born. And so to come back into their lives when they were in high school and middle school was just, it was just a, it was just a real joy. And it was, it's also fun to just figure out what life, because it was, this was our first time to work with teenagers in America um, really. And so to see what teenagers in America do, how they live their lives, <laughs> it was very different from what we were used to um, in the country we were before. Um, and so it was very much of a learning curve for us, um, but it was fun. Well, Margaret, one of the things that I, I love for our guests to do is to share a little bit about themselves. And I, I can't think of anything more important than our relationship with Jesus. So how did you come to meet Jesus? Yeah, so I grew up in a Christian family, um, grew up in a discipleship program called Girls Missionary Auxiliary. Um, and I was a part of that for many, many years from I think fourth grade until I graduated high school. So I knew all these truths about who God was. Um, and I accepted Christ at a young age and decided to follow him. But one crucial aspect that I missed was having an actual relationship um, with Christ as far as just having seeing him as my, my heavenly father and somebody that I could go to and not only go to when I needed him, but somebody that I walked with daily. And so it wasn't until I was in college, I went to Ole Miss, where 
my faith was challenged because everybody around me was living a very different lifestyle than what I knew was God honoring. And so all I knew at this point was, okay, I should read my Bible. That's that's what I'm supposed to do. So I really started doing that for the first time in college, um, which is sad to say since I grew up in church and in this program, but I, I just never was in the word. And so I started seeking God and he revealed himself to me very quickly um, because I was, I was hungry and he was ready for me, waiting for me to come. And so I remember reading uh, Luke 9, 23, when Jesus says, that if anybody wants to follow him, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow him. And so that's kind of what did it for me. I was like, okay, deny myself. So let me just forget about the things I had planned for myself. You know, I was in college and I was at this point trying to figure out what is the point to life? What's Why am I going to classes and trying to get good grades? Is it to have a nice house and a husband and kids? That doesn't seem very fulfilling. And so I said, like, okay, follow Jesus. And so um, from that day forward, I mean, it's it's had its ups and downs, but um, that's been my purpose, and that's made uh, life just a lot more full. You know, du- during your high school years, we say that the journey to our relationship with Jesus is often a, well, just that. It's a journey. It's full of steps as we move closer to a point where we say, okay, you've got it all. I give you all my life. So my question is during those high school years, maybe during those college years, who are the people investing in you? Yeah, um, for sure. My youth pastor, Tracy McMillan and his wife, Michelle, they invested in me. I know I was probably very frustrating for them um, because I was just one of those kids who would, who would show up every Wednesday night, every Sunday morning, but didn't do anything. I was just there taking up space. Um, But he, they continued to pour into me um, and, kind of point me to Jesus and show me, just show me the way to uh, go about daily life as a Christian. Um, and then also my GMA Girls Missionary Auxiliary Director, Peggy Begley. Um, she also, again, God bless her in heaven uh, now. She was very patient with me uh, just growing up, having all the questions, lots of questions just about the Bible, about life. Um, she just spent countless Saturdays with me doing all of the GMA things, taking us to camps. And so just just seeing the time, really more more so than what they told me, the time they spent with me um, was made the greatest impact, I think, just to know that they cared. You know, that is, there is great power in presence when it comes to student ministry and just being there. Um, when a student's mm-hmm. going through something difficult or hard or, or just the day in and day out life of a high school student. I mean, <laughs> I had one student uh, a couple of years back now that uh, lost her dad just out of the blue. That same family. So recently I had a chance to go to a football game and and watch one of the older sons play a game. And all of a sudden he took a hard hit and broke his collarbone. And, you know, there was nothing I could say to make it better. <laughs> there was nothing I could do. Uh, but just being there, you know, there's just an importance in being there and being available. And so, you know, I, I love those people. I love the volunteers. Oh my gosh, the volunteers, the the part-time guys, you know, I'm thankful for, for guys like Tracy that really were able to pour into you because they've had the opportunity. Um, but it's, it's those other people, the parents, um, the people that come in are just there for maybe one time to help and just love on students. It's so important. You know, one of the other things that I love seeing are some of the adults that are involved in our VSM um, opportunities. They give of themselves. 
They raise money um, for these mission trips. Um, tell, tell our listeners a little bit about what VSM is. Yeah, VSM stands for Volunteer Student Missions. Um, and the idea is to get students connected to the mission field. So we put together teams. Um, students can sign up. They can join whatever team they want based on where in the world they want to go and what they want to do. And the only requirements are you have to be a minimum of 15 years of age by the time of the trip and demonstrate a desire to serve Christ. And then and then you go. And uh, it's really cool because, you know, most students who are 15 probably don't see how they could be used on the mission field, but they learn pretty quickly when they get there that God can use them. And so, you know, we provide training. Um, we have VSM weekend every March where students learn things like how to how to be safe in the mission, chill, build, mission field, how to share their testimony effectively, um, how to work well as a team, how to how to serve God cross-culturally. And so we provide all that training to where they're ready to go by the time of their trip. Yeah, a lot of our full-time missionaries actually got their start as a short-term student, mission student. And so, of course, that would be great if every um, student who goes on a short-term trip would end up dedicating their life to full-time missions. But obviously that's probably not going to happen the majority of the time, but we still hope to instill in our students that they can serve God wherever they are, whether they stay at home or go back abroad. Well, I think one of the great things is that even if they don't commit their lives to, to missions, to be a missionary to the, to the Philippines or to Africa or anywhere in the world, they have now seen how God is working cross-culturally. I, I, you, you mentioned that very quickly, but that's so important. When you came back from your Creative Access Nation, you were trying to figure out how to <laughs> minister to, to U.S. students because of just the changes and difference in mentality and thing. Uh, but I also think about those students who come back, and maybe they that was a point of in time during their high school experience or maybe their college experience, and then they go on, and then they become active in their church. Those are the the men and women that are going to be supportive of missions throughout their life mm-hmm. because they know it's real, and it, it's powerful. and And I have friends who who did that, who went on a trip, and then came back for a while, and then went over there full time. You know, I think about mm-hmm. um, Brian Reisner, who is now a missionary mm-hmm. in Romania. My son went on two VSM trips with Brian. Uh, the second one, he took Brian and his family over there and left him. <laughs> and so Brian began his ministry in Romania at that point. Um, and that, that was an adult. Brian is, you know, a husband. Um, he was a, a police officer. He was a youth pastor, but he just could not deny the guy was calling him to serve in another place uh, cross-culturally to another people in another part of the world. And so I just think there's so much value to these VSM trips um, and not just VSM, but other short-term mission trips. And uh, before we began recording, you mentioned that you had been involved in some other. So what are some other places that you've, that you have uh, seen and experienced through short-term mission trips? Yeah. um, My first short-term trip was to the Philippines. I actually spent um, two months there uh, for a summer when I was in college and, um, yeah, I actually signed up to be the media girl to just take pictures of what the teams were doing and to write blogs about what they were doing. Because at this point in time, I didn't feel like I could lead a Bible study or tell anybody about Christ. But <laughs> I did know that I needed to be a part of God's global mission. So I signed up to go. During my first week, my team leader said, hey, Margaret, can you lead a Bible study Thursday night? And I'm, 
trying to appear as if I, I know what I'm doing. And so I said, sure. And then I just prayed, <laughs> okay, God, I'm here. You've got to do this because I don't know what I'm doing. And God, God did his thing. He, he, all we have to do is just say yes and be obedient. And so after that first trip, I knew that God could use somebody as inadequate as me. So the next summer I did the same thing. I was still in college. So I had summers that were just free to do whatever. So the next summer I went to Malaysia, did the same thing, except I taught English as my platform there and had lots of good gospel conversations that I never would have thought that I could have been involved in. And again, it was just God working through me, me just being obedient. Um, Yeah. So Philippines, Malaysia, spent some time in Laos, um, did some work in Thailand, um, been all over Asia. It just seems to be my favorite part of the world. Um, well, those short-term mission trips, I know, have they've deeply impacted you, and they've kind of shaped who you are. I mean, you, as we mentioned before, you spent some time in a creative access nation with your husband um, before moving back to the States. And a global mindset is what we all need to have, um, a mindset focused on sharing Jesus with the lost and dying world. And so I would ask you, you said that you didn't necessarily feel qualified to begin that process. What are some ways that we could encourage our students um, to embrace uh, a short-term mission trip? Yeah, well, you know, it starts here before you go. Definitely, you should be in the Word daily. Um, You know, we have so many tools available to us to help us understand the Bible. Um, You know, sometimes it's very daunting for a student to sit down and try to read Romans, but, you know, we have people, we have resources, we have all kinds of things to help answer our questions. Um, and then of course, prayer. I mean, if you're not, if you're not talking, uh, to God, then it's not a relationship. And so, um, those things of course are very foundational. Um, and it's, it's also just trusting that, you know, you're just, if you know that you are living a God honoring life and you are in the word daily, you're talking to God, then you just have to trust God that he will, um, kind of lead your steps and lead your words. None of us are perfect. None of us are ever 100% ready for any given situation on the mission field. But as long as we're just obedient and, and doing the things that we know we should do, then then God's got it. God's got it no matter what. Well, I think about the words of our friend Donnie Parrish, who basically says that we should work under the assumption. These aren't his exact words. He's more Cajun than this. But work under the assumption that God is telling us all to go to the mission field. It's a yes until God says no. (laughs) And I Mm -hmm. love that mindset um, because there is a great need for us to encourage our students to send them out. One of the things that was so helpful when I went to Temple Baptist Church in, in Rogers back in 2007 as their youth pastor is there was a culture of short term mission trips. So from 2007, that summer when I first came till 2008, the students were prepping for multiple VSM uh, trips, meaning that we had five going on VSM trips. We had two that were going on a Barnabas trip. And for those that might not know, a Barnabas trip is more of a trip of encouragement to go and to, to share just an encouraging word and an encouraging visit to pastors in a, in a foreign country. And so we had seven, I think there may have been an eighth person uh, we were sending them out and the church was, this is not a large church, but they just knew that this was what it was about. Let's send our students. I think we had one that went to Chicago, which is not a foreign field, but it is definitely a field that needs Jesus, just like every other place in our country. Um, that we also had 
three that were going to Africa and one that was in Eastern Europe. And so it was just, it was exciting to be involved and to be a, a part of a place that that's it. They love missions and they're supportive of, of that. So with that in mind, what are some ways that those that are listening, again, are full-time, part-time, bivocational and volunteer student ministry workers, how can we help foster that sort of culture in our own church? Yeah, I feel like it starts with, you know, the student pastors, student leaders kind of stepping up and being involved in missions themselves. Um, okay. You know, students are much more likely to go, I feel like, with somebody that they know. So if we have our leaders and student pastors, if not leading trips overseas, maybe at least connecting students to people who do go. You know, there's so mm. many other student pastors all over our association who um, do lead trips that, you know, there's got to be some connections that could be made. Um, and so it's almost just, you know, and also student pastors encouraging students who may feel inadequate, like I did, just to let them know, like, hey, this is, let's work together. We can we can build you up and we can, you know, get you to a level of confidence to where you want to go and you want to serve and you want to tell others about Jesus' love. And so, yeah, it, it, I feel like it really just starts with the with the leaders to just instill in students the importance of missions, whether it's it's going, praying, sending others, fundraising for others, you know, just get that, the word missions out there more. That would be the, a good first step. Okay. Okay. I, I love that. One of the things that we did at Temple is in 2009. So 2008 was this summer of sending everybody out everywhere. Uh, we made a decision. We did a church-wide mission trip out to Fountain, Colorado to help a fusion church at that point. Um, with, and so we took about 30 people caravan out there, set up a vacation Bible school and a local school a church. Well, no, it was a local school, but set up a vacation Bible school and worked with that church. And it just, you realize that missions was possible. And so later we still had students that again, because it was a part of the culture that they were looking for opportunities and when they were going to go. And so my son went on two, my daughter's been on one. But she also went on another trip with another organization. It, it's just exciting uh, as a parent, as a youth pastor, uh, to see students embrace this call that God has placed on us all to, to go out, be obedient to the gospel, to share the message. It's very important. Well, um, Margaret, as we look forward towards this summer and future vacation um, not Vacation Bible School, as we look forward to VSM trips that are coming up, what are some of the, the locations that students are going to be headed towards in, you know, time frame? Is that, is that starting the, the summer of 20, I'd be the summer of 23, because we're already past summer of 22. Uh, so the summer of 23, or do they go in the, the winter months? What, what does that look like? Yeah, so we actually have our first team going out in, during spring break. It's actually a team from a church here in Arkansas. Um, they're going to Puerto Rico to serve during spring break. And then we really start to get things off the 1st of June. We have a team going to the Philippines, uh, Guatemala, Ghana, um, and then also Romania. And then in July, we have teams going to um, Portugal, Costa Rica, um, Romania again. And then we also have a team going to California right here in the U.S. Um, so summer is when, when it gets really big. But, you know, if, if there's a there's a church that wants to take a trip at any time, that's totally possible too. You know, we we're very flexible and we 
we can create trips that aren't already planned. Um, if a church ha- feels a special call to a certain place, um, already has a relationship with a missionary. Um, so we're, we're, we're here to serve our churches and we want to make um, mission trips possible for, for any church who desires to go and serve. Well, I know one of the things that Angela Rice, who works there in the missions office as well, she has shared is that because they have made the contacts because they have coordinated trips before and know the missionaries, always look to the missions office as an opportunity. If you're going to go foreign to a foreign mission field, look to them for direction and guidance and some things that they may be able to do. Well, Margaret, thank you again for being on our podcast. We are always happy to hear from our missions office, and we're happy to to hear from you today. Well, again, listener, thank you for, I don't want to say tuning in today because we're not a radio, but for for downloading and listening. That's the important thing. Um, As you listen to our podcast, as we continue the conversation about student ministry, we're here to help. We, We love you. We care about you. You are not alone. People like Margaret are serving so that we can help you uh, impact that next generation for Jesus Christ. Why do we do those things? Well, we do them because student ministry matters. Thanks for listening to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. Get connected at studentministrymatters.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Student Ministry Matters. Until next time, keep up the great work with your students because the work matters.